Hi, and thanks for listening to Christchurch Sobson Hill Sermons. My name is Anil Apatu, I'm the Associate Minister here at Christchurch. This week's sermon is a little different as it was recorded for our all-age celebration service to round off our 11-week series in the Book of Daniel. In the sermon, our puppet friend Theo has a mock Zoom call with my two children before having a conversation with me, reflecting on the Book of Daniel as a whole. For more resources and to go deeper in the Book of Daniel, head to our dedicated page for this series, ccserviton.org forward slash ss hyphen Daniel. Enjoy! Hello! Hello! This should be working. Hi guys! Hi! Hello. How are you? Good. Good. Wait, wait for wait. it. Wait for what? Wait, wait for it. Wait for what? Zen! Ah, that's my joke! <laughs> Zen! Do it again! Zen! You finished? Yeah. yeah. How are you? Good. What have you guys been up to? Um, we've been going to church, we've been going to school, and... Oh, Jacob, what happened to your arm? I broke my arm. Oh, is it really hurting? I pray it gets better. So what are you kids learning at church? Well, we've been learning about the Book, Book of Daniel. The Book of Daniel? That sounds funny. I knew Daniel once. Go on then, tell me about Daniel. So... Daniel gets kidnapped. What? Kidnapped? Where did they take him? Jerusalem. <laughs> no, from Jerusalem. <laughs> from Jerusalem. From Jerusalem? And where did they take him to? They take him to Babylon. To Babylon? Oh dear. After he gets kidnapped from Jerusalem, um, he's um he's forced to um write the king's claim. What? No. Have you really read this book, Jacob? And he has to eat certain foods. What kind of food? No, they think because he had to eat wine and grape and chicken and fruit. That sounds delish. And you may think that is good. Yeah. But actually, these were banned by Jewish law. Oh. What Daniel and his friends, and his friends were Daniel, well, Meshach. Meshach. Shadrach. Shadrach. And Abednego. Abednego? <laughs> and um, they said to the servant, um, test us for ten days eating fruit and water. And if we look healthier in, that, in those ten days, then, then we can eat off that food. Vegetables and water? Sounds yucky. Do you eat your vegetables? Yes, yeah. I like vegetables. Really? Jacob doesn't. <laughs> I like broccoli. Mmm, <laughs> broccoli, I like little trees. What happens next? And then oh, there's the king's dream. The king? What does he dream about? He dreamt about a statue. A statue? What happened to the statue? God sent a big what? 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 Broke the statue. Smash! Smash! Ah! Wow. Um, and then there was the story of the fiery furnace. The fiery furnace? What happened? So Daniel's friends did. Daniel and his friends didn't bow down to his statue. So they got thrown into the fiery furnace. Did it get burned up? Despite being it really extra hot. The 
um, it, they didn't burn it. What? And there was a man in the furnace. A man? And and because and because they didn't burn, it, they the king said to come out, and they didn't have any burn marks. That's amazing. And the king said to worship their gods now. Wow. And then what happened? There were two kings, one with an animal and the other one died. This is a strange book. Yeah, because they didn't worship God. And then what happened? The lion's den. So, so they were... Look, he's talking too fast. Izzy, slow down. Um, there was a new, another king. And there was another king. And they wanted, and he, he said to bow down to him. So, and he said to bow down to him. Oh. And if they didn't like the fiery furnace, there would be a punishment. A punishment? But the, pun the punishment, punishment would be to be thrown in the lion's den. Oh, I don't like this book. Rawr! Wowzers. Of course, like the fiery furnace, they didn't worship the king. So the king threw them into the lion's den. No, threw food. Daniel into the lion's den. But he didn't die. How come? If I got thrown into lions, I'd expect to be eaten. God sent an angel to shut the lion's mouth. Wait, what? And then Daniel starts having dreams. Oh, lots of dreams in this book. So it, it's really scary with beasts. Beasts? And monsters. Monsters? And everything what's scary. And horns as well. Horns? Yeah, and the horns talk. Crazy, right? That's weird. Talking horns. Wowzers. All these dreams are telling us one, one thing. What's that? God is telling us that God is always in control. Control of what? The lions, the fiery furnace. Really? About the statue and who's going to be the king on and not. Wow. Actually, kids, I phone Salty Daddy. Is he there? Uh, yeah. Can you call him? Dad! Are you there? Dad! Thanks, kids. See you later, kids. Bye! Bye! Bye. See ya! Hi, Theo. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right, a bit tired. Um, Jacob broke his arm. You probably saw that uh, on the view. Yeah, I saw. What happened? <laughs> playground. Playground accident. Uh, what's going on in your life? Oh, not much. Still in a bag. On my own. Oh, you know, I know what it kind of feels like to live in a bag because we're in lockdown round two again. And so it feels like, you know, we don't get out much. We don't see people much. No, you don't. What do you mean? Well, I live in a bag. You live in a house. You go to the shops. I stay in a bag. You go to church? I say the bag. Okay, yeah. So it's not quite the same thing. It's nothing the same. So what were you talking to my kids about? They were telling me about Sue Daniel. Oh, great. Uh, what did they tell you? Talk about lions and fiery furnace and statues and talking horns. Really funny stories. These aren't just stories from, you know, uh, fairy tales or a picture book. What do you mean, not just stories? Uh, they were real people who really lived, uh, you know, thousands of years ago uh, and really were taken away from their home in Jerusalem. You mean Jerusalem? Okay, yeah, Jerusalem. Uh, and were really taken into Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. You mean King Neb? That's right. Uh, and they really experienced all those things. They really had to, uh, at, as young men, you know, sort of uh, maybe 9, 10, 11, 12. Really? Uh, all these things really happened to these people those thousands of years ago. Gosh. Gosh what? That's really scary. I mean, like... To have to stand firm on their faith at that age. Yeah, I know, Theo. I often think about my daughter, you know, Isabel Rose. She's, you know, nine, but um, 
Daniel wasn't much older than her. And I could um, imagine for a moment my daughter being being kidnapped, taken away from our family here in Surbiton and, you know, lovely parks and a lovely school and lovely environment and being ripped away to a to a, another foreign country where she doesn't know language and she has to wear foreign clothes and have to put her hair in a different style and uh, and then told to, they change her name and they tell her to do certain things. And and I, I just wonder how would my daughter, Isabel Rose, at nine or 11 years old, how would she stand firm? How would she live for Jesus in that place. That'd be really scary. Uh, so the, these kids face some really frightening stuff and it makes you wonder for our own kids. Actually, you know, when they're at school and um, sometimes it's not cool to talk about Jesus, uh, sometimes when their kids on the playground get hurt, you know, it's not cool to pray to God to to heal their friends or to give them strength while they wait for healing. Yeah. Or or when they're at the canteen, it's not cool to, uh, to, to, to pray to God uh, to say thank you for the food. Yeah. I'm a bit embarrassed to do that sometimes. Living for God was what gave them hope uh, as they experienced being kidnapped, as they experienced all these trials and difficulties. Without their faith, um, they would have crumbled. They wouldn't have been anywhere near as um, doing these sorts of things. So like Daniel and his friends, they face really tough stuff. And you know what? As I hear these stories, I get really scared. And I wonder, why do they do it? Why do they stand firm? Why do they just give in? I think I would give in. Yeah, that's a great question, Theo. Why why did they stand firm? Why did they live for 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 God when the world around them told them something else? Uh, and actually that's that's what kind of what the book of Daniel really gives us hope in. That as we look world around the world around us, as we see, you know, in the school playground at school or um, at, at work or in the canteen or or wherever it is, we get these questions and and face difficulty for following uh, Jesus. That happens to me, you know. We're promised difficulty. It's a it's a promise we get for following Jesus. I don't like that promise. Which is really hard, and uh, and Jesus uh, has this this meal with his uh, friends before he goes to die, and he tells them of, of his difficulties, what's going to happen to him, the fact that he's going to to die, and and Jesus says actually all his friends are going to abandon him, they're going to leave him. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah, that is really sad, isn't it? Uh, but Jesus looks at them and he says these words. He says, "What does he say? I have told you these things so that in me you will have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome." Wow, that's really encouraging. As I look at Daniel and all the difficulties he and his friends faced, I remind of Jesus' words. The Bible is real about difficulties, about the trials we face for following him. It really is. But Jesus says, and God says, that he has told us this stuff. He has told us what will happen. He gave Daniel uh, visions of uh, future difficulties that, that his people would face uh, so that we have hope, that we know that we know what lies ahead. We know the difficulty we face, but we know that in spite of all, uh, God has overcome and God has overcome in Jesus. A Jesus who faced those trials, who faced the greatest difficulty than we'll ever face, who faced more persecution than we'll ever know. Uh, and Jesus who faced that persecution uh, to dying. On a cross. Yeah, dying on a cross uh, and being laid in the ground. Uh, and God uh, being so pleased with what it was that Jesus did, that God, by the power of his spirit, raised Jesus to new life to, to prove to us, to guarantee to all who believe uh, that Jesus has overcome. He's overcome uh sin he's overcome death he's overcome the world and when we trust in him when we believe in him uh, we know that we too through the power of his spirit and with jesus by our side we will overcome and we will uh, walk through this life with its difficulties with its dark valleys and shadows uh, and we will come to a place where we will be with god in his heavenly city uh, forever uh, so that's that's what we learn about daniel uh, kingdom living in a foreign land as we journey home to our heavenly home that's amazing so, Theo, uh, do you think you can tell us a little bit about uh, the story and what you know? 
So like Daniel and his friends, well, they had lots of difficulties and lots of problems and, and God helped them through it all. And then God showed Daniel a, a vision of a future that was really tough for his people. But he did it to show them that he was in control, that he'd overcome. And then like Jesus, well, he overcome, he overcome the grave so that if we believe in Jesus, if we follow him, then we have a hope that we too can overcome and live with him forever. That's that's really quite encouraging, actually. Yeah, that's right, Theo. Well, uh, Theo, I, I've got to go now. Uh, but lovely to catch up with you. Um, see you soon, I, I hope. And uh, and maybe you'll be a chance for you to meet um, our friends back in church again. I'd love to do that, Anil. So, Theo, uh, do you want to say uh, goodbye, Theo, to everyone? Goodbye, Theo. You do that every time. It's still really funny. All right, so hang up, Theo. No, you hang up. 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 Ah, fooled you. Oh, he's out. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.